You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and this is a conversation between myself and a fellow from Perth by the name of Jared Buckland. Jared is a member of an excellent band. Their name is Shangri-La. They've got a brand new album, or an EP, I should say, that's about to be released. It's called Love and Leaving, and that's the purpose of this discussion, to promote that EP, which is going to be out on August the 20th, 2018. Let's have a listen to what Jared has to say. Here we go. Jared Andy McKay-Smith calling for our chat. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate. How about yourself? I'm plugging away. Had a had a busy, bloody day, actually, to be honest with you, but that's the way I design my Tuesdays with uh, the interviews that I do in the evening and uh, just running around after the kids today with swimming and all the rest of it. So, uh, But, mate, uh, good to be alive, put it that way. That's it. At least your day went quick. Yeah, that it did. That it did. Yeah, so uh, I've got a couple more interviews tonight, <laughs> actually, which is cool. I love doing them on Tuesday nights, so I tend to get into a bit of a groove with it. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, mate, but... Uh, Shangri-La, you're all, all the way over there in Perth, I take it? Yes, we are. Yep, on the West Coast. That's it. A bit far away from the action, but... I think I've... I've trying our best to, um, yeah. Hit. Look, I, I think I've spoken to more artists from Perth than anywhere else in Australia at this point in time because I've, uh, I, I tend to interview most of the bands that are distributed by Firestarter. And now... Um, Oh, I've just yeah, right, yeah. gotten a communication with Frank, so some of the bands are coming through, but I know he tends to work Australia-wide instead of just focusing on one geographical area. But, yeah, I I, uh, I had yeah. a really good conversation um, with uh, the singer from Rat King about six months ago or so, and I noticed you actually ah, yes. played with them at Amplifier Bar last year. I believe we have, yeah. Um, there's actually quite a few Perth bands that we've, um, that we've played with. It's kind of... Um gone over our heads, but yeah, they're definitely one to keep an eye on. What's your yeah, take? Um, they put on a good show. Um, yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm really, you've got to be careful with these statements, not because they're risky statements or anything like that, but because I'm from Brisbane, and I think a lot of music that's coming out of Brisbane is great, and it always has been wonderful with Regurgitator, um, Scream Feeder, Powderfinger, etc. But in terms of, in the... 2017, 2018, I think some of the strongest stuff is coming out of Perth. Now, that's only the stuff that I've heard, of course, and there's so many bands in Australia at the moment. Melbourne has typically been a a, a, a very um, lively scene, if you like, but just so much of the stuff that's coming out of Perth at the moment is just tip-top. So what's your take on the Perth scene? Um, the Perth scene is... Um how do I describe it? Um, it's pretty matesy, I guess. Um, we're all, I guess, really good friends within the band. Um, seems like we, we all just support ourselves. Um, you go in, you, yeah, it's hard to say, really. Yeah, it's an individual thing, isn't it? But I think what you've just said then is what I've heard from so many when I've been asked the question, which is that the band seem to help each other out. And I can say for a fact that's yeah. not always like that in other cities, okay? But in Perth, you all seem to want to see each other succeed. Well, that's exactly right, yeah, especially being the, um, the location that we're at. Um, it's, yeah, it's, you want to pick your, um, your mate's bands up on your shoulders and show them around and help them out as much as you can and mm. see where that, that brings you. Because I, I guess um, the, the vibes feed off each other um, if you show like a positive um, 
positive attitude towards another band, they're going to, I guess, I don't know, follow you and support you, I guess. Um, mm, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Well, you've got a, a cracking new release out that's that, well, a, a release that's about to come out, Love and Leaving. Now, I've heard one cut from the EP, and that's Temptress. Temptress, I should say, sorry. Now, the opening yeah. guitar tone is just perfection. Now, I say that from a musician's perspective. <laughs> so... It sounds yeah. like, and I was, I was, I'm almost going to repeat the question that I asked only 20 minutes ago to a band from Melbourne because they've had something similar go on. That uh, band there is Pacing the Cage. They sounded like as though they'd worked for tens of hours on getting the guitar tone right. And same with you guys. The, the yeah, guitar that tone, right. <laughs> I mean, the guitar tone is just astonishing, really, when I heard it. I actually had it on a loop. It might sound a bit unique me doing this but i had on the first five seconds on a loop <laughs> 10 or 15 times because i was trying to work out how yeah. you guys achieve that so is it something that you've done as a production technique or is it actually is that just the guitar cab or the whatever it might be the fx unit mic'd up and away you went yeah um well i guess it, that stems from um just a bunch of trial and error um we did originally originally run kempers um, so okay. you have all sorts of spectrum there. Um, you can pick and choose whichever guitar tone you want. Um, and that sort of narrowed it down to um, which like companies we're going to use and what we really wanted to focus on. Um, and yeah, I guess a lot of trial and error has come from it. Um, there's that many different brands in the world and that many different tones and sounds. It's um, yeah, we spent a lot of time just focusing on what we want to hear and what um i guess what kind of sound we wanted to bring onto this ep yeah yeah um, so it's one of those yeah, things especially a lot of trips to music stores and yeah yeah, God, I remember doing that when they God, there's not too many of them over here these days. Uh, but I remember doing that and plugging in and trying all of the different effects units. And I even tried one not that long ago. And this is probably old news for you, but I hadn't seen the technology before. TC Electronic had this thing where you just put your iPhone up near the pickup on your bass or the guitar and it actually yeah. shifts. You know what I'm talking about. It shifts to the tone that you've pre-selected in your iPhone on an app. I think it's just extraordinary. And Exactly I, right, yeah. Yeah, so it's letting out some sort of a... Uh, it's obviously a picture or a signal that's coming out of the iPhone from the application, but to get it to that point where it's usable on stage, and you, you're you obviously a musician who plays live, a lot of this stuff in years gone by was really just a gimmick that you used to show off to your friends after your third beer when you're having a party or what have you, but this stuff's the real deal now, isn't it? That's exactly right, yeah. Um, I guess, yeah... Tones have come a long way, and given the, um, the age of technology that we're in, um, everything's at your fingertips. Um, again, like it, it brings in a lot of selection, uh, a lot of trial and trial and um, trial and error to mm. find what exactly works with the sound that you're after. Um, but yeah, we, we have spent a fair deal of time just to sit down and really achieve the sound that we want. And yeah, technology has made that very simple for us. So is Temptress an indication of what the rest of the EP is going to sound like? That is 100% correct, yeah. Okay, cool. It's, um, yep. It is a nice introduction to um, the new sound. Um, but, yeah, as, as a whole for the EP, it, it's going to follow this kind of line. Um, more catchy, kind of um, hooky choruses kind of deal. Um, just making it more user-friendly, essentially.
Mm. I I looked with interest or viewed with interest the May Day Parade cover that you put up on YouTube. It's an excellent cover, by the way. And I do like when bands do that. And the reason being, it gives the uninitiated, so people are yet to understand where you're coming from as a band, it gives them a point of reference. So was that was that the strategy behind releasing the May Day Parade cover or was it something else? Yeah, it, it was a bit of a risk. Um, of course, when you cover a band, it sort of pigeonholes you. Um, but with the take that we're given, that we've kind of um, tried to broaden ourselves. Mm. Um, Mayday Parade is an influence, um, but yeah, again, it's something that we wanted to um, to feed off and expand from there. That was kind of like a um, how do I describe it? I guess a um, a good taste of what we were trying to achieve as a band. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's the point I was making actually is that look at the end of the day, I know. I'm a musician and I understand this completely. Bands don't like to be lumped in with a genre, I get that, but that's the way fans tend to look at music and that's even the way iTunes, and I don't have Spotify, but I assume Spotify does the same thing. You can lump things into genres and I think they're already in there by themselves. But what you've done, you've said, guys, we're a part of this rock movement here, you call it post post-rock, post-hardcore, whatever it might be, emo or whatever. It's all splintered these days, but you're giving people a really solid vantage point or a point in which to launch and to get into your music. So the other band that comes to mind when I'm listening to your music is Dashboard Confessional. So is that about right as well? Um, me, personally, not so much. Um, <laughs> I haven't quite explored that um, sort of genre, but that is... Um, a direction we're willing to take. Um, we do feed a lot of influences from um, all over the place, essentially. Um, and yeah, just try and feed that into a funnel and see where it brings our music. Yeah, cool. What about lyrically? Any themes or concepts throughout the album? The EP, I should say. Okay, um, well, the EP is titled Love and Leaving. Um, I guess it's essentially about that. Um, it shows the good and bad sides of love um, and I guess the different sides of what it takes to leave that kind of situation. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah, okay, so so some pretty deep and meaningful <clears throat> stuff on there. So love and leaving, of course, there's uh, the old saying about there being a thin line between love and hate really isn't there and that might not be what you've been going yeah. for here, but love and leaving, it's... Uh, we, we've all had, I'm married, I'm 40 years of age, so of course I've had ex-girlfriends and uh, especially when I was a kid growing up, when you're with somebody, even in your 20s, late teens and early 20s, you just can't imagine not being with them. But of course, you've got barely anything in common because you haven't lived enough life yet to really understand what you don't have in common with them. But you end up finding out the hard way, I suppose, and that's all part of it, isn't it, really? So did some of those themes seep into the lyrics? Um, entirely, yeah. I guess um, Temptress broadly is about, um, it's almost about infatuation. Um, it's about being so into something that you you are going to take a toll on other aspects of your life, uh, which mm. is something we all can relate to, whether it's work, family, um, relationships, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it, it, I guess, yeah, infatuation is what it's all about. Okay, gotcha. Now, these performances... 
that are coming up. You've got a tour happening with, uh, I believe, the bands from the UK, Movements, and also the band from Newcastle via Sydney, Eat Your Heart Out. Now, that last band's interesting because I had a really good chat with Caitlin Henry, the band singer, about 12 months ago or so. So you must be looking forward to these, these shows. Yeah, this show in particular is a huge step for us. Um, I can remember prior to us releasing Temptress, we were almost begging to come for this show. It was, um, yeah, it, it's it's a band we hold we hold in high respect. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it, we yeah we we believe this this show is going to be something that really makes or breaks. Okay, because that's serious thing. Yeah, it makes or breaks. Yeah, gotcha. So in that regard, you've got you've obviously got. The the socials are they the when I say socials is the social media thing being set up on Facebook to entice people to come along to the show in the various territories cities I should say because I'm talking to someone in Australia. Do, do when I'm talking to people overseas I use the word territories because it's not always just about cities when you're talking to musicians <laughs> overseas you see. But are you are you getting the social set up That's so right. a week prior or a couple of days prior to a gig you're going to do a bit of an, a, a socials blast on that area there. Well, that's correct, yeah. Um, we are 100% on top of our social media. Um, we do schedule posts and uh, we do, unfortunately, spend a bit of coin onto it. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, social media is a big part of what we do. Well, um, there's to... no point releasing a song unless you have an audience to push it onto. I don't think there's any other way to do it, really, is there? I mean, I've, believe me, I've tried to think of any another way to reach an audience outside of social media. Now, I understand some bands, Legacy Acts in particular, so bands that were around prior to the arrival of social media as the behemoth that it is when it really sort of... It's, it's been the way it is since about 2011 or so. So there are some bands that were fortunate to pick up an audience in the early 2000s, and they don't really need... They can just, just tour and really rely on other mechanisms, email blasts, that sort of thing, and promoters, if you like, to get it out there. But when you're a band that's really at the beginning of your career, if you don't mind me saying like you guys, what other mechanism is there? You've just got to spend money on bloody the dark art of Facebook optimization and just hope it pays off. Well, that's exactly right, yeah. I mean, there are other avenues, but they're either um, unheard of or illegal. Um, as good as it would be to go around stickering up a, um, a town or something along those lines. I was going lines. to ask you what are the illegal um, ones, but there you mentioned it, it yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing, yeah. Like, it, it would be great to go around, sticker up a place, or um, I guess like park up a truck in front of Triple J, that kind of thing, but hmm. that could stand into something um, that backfires, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, we're using all the avenues presented to us, essentially. Cool. Final question, mate. How do you balance all of this? Okay, so you've obviously got a life outside of music, otherwise you wouldn't exist. It's just a fact of life. But I know we, as musicians, we all want to focus on music. <laughs> right. But how do you balance everything between personal work and being a musician? Look, it is hard. Um, we all work full-time to be able to finance this operation and really make the most of it. Um, but... It means that much to us. It's it's a labour of love. Hmm. Um, it's something that we're all more than happy to band together. Like we jam two or three times a week, occasionally four times if we've got a big show coming up, and we do it with a smile on our face. It's just part of the yeah. process to make us a time to band, and it's yeah, it's, it's turn out what you put in essentially. 
that's what we um what we're going for. So yeah, we're more than happy to um to make sacrifices and do all we can to make this happen. I mean, it is hard. Yeah. Um, I guess like two of the members, we we have mortgages and we all work full time, mm, yeah. but we always manage to prioritise this. Yeah, well, you're leading a thoroughly adult life if you've got a mortgage. There's no two ways to say it, uh, as as have I. And it's it's bloody it's the grind of it, really, isn't it? Uh, I appreciate we all have to have a roof over our head, That's but exactly right. Paying the rent means you've got an obligation just to keep the roof over your head. Paying a mortgage means that you've got an obligation, yeah, to keep the roof over your end, and also to make sure the bank's happy with the repayments that you've got. And uh, playing in a band, with all due respect, banks couldn't give a shit, and uh, they. Uh, that's exactly right. It's just a fact, isn't it? <laughs> Hang on a sec. I don't have the money this week yeah. because my band's on tour or something like that, and I couldn't work that week. They're not going to care. It's just the way the banks, the banks are. They kick people off farms. They do all sorts of things. As this, uh, this Senate, is it a Senate inquiry that's been going on recently into the behaviours of banks and uh, financial institutions? There's a lot coming out about it now, and it's always been uh, an interesting point of conversation between myself and uh, my mates and about whether universal basic income would actually fix that, meaning for people like you and I, if we had a universal basic income courtesy effectively of the government that kept us afloat to keep a roof over our head, to keep our kids clothed and fed, if you've got kids, that is, um, and just to be able to lead your life, would that still allow us to go about our business of creating and contributing to society in this very meaningful way? That's exactly right, yeah. But again, at the end of the day, it's a labour of love. It's um, it's something that we all we all thoroughly enjoy doing. Um, we, we've all been mates for I guess long before the band ever, even ever started. Hmm. Um, it's just yeah, it, it's something that we're I guess forward planning would be the right term. Um, we yeah. all know what's going to be coming up, and we all plan accordingly. Um, not to say that it's easy to do. Um, there are a lot of sacrifices we have to make personally, but it's all for a greater cause. Yeah. It's, this is something that we thoroughly enjoy doing. But whether we have one person listen to it or a million people listen to it, it's yeah, it's something we're always going to do. Hmm. I'll leave it there, mate. Love and leaving is a, is a brilliant cause for you guys. I really hope it does everything that you want it to do. It certainly deserves to do it based on the track that I've heard and that stellar guitar sound that you've managed to pull. So uh, best of luck with it all. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much, mate, and thanks for your time. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was a conversation that featured Jared Buckland from a band from Perth called Shangri-La. Thank you so much for listening.